0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of It's Cool with Jasmine Cool. Uh, Yes, that is, in fact, my real last name, spelled just like that, C-O-O-L. In this podcast, we'll talk about queer things, in particular, my experience with discovering I was queer growing up in a tiny Midwestern town, um music, lots of music. I'm a big music nerd. Um, Just things happening in the world, mental health, and unfortunately there may be some mention of politics simply because I was raised by a history teacher and so that's something that's important to me. It's in my life. I find it, you know, important to be educated on what's going on in the country. I Live in the United States. Um, especially important there because it's a bit ridiculous right now. <laughs> but I decided to start this podcast because I talk to myself all the time, really out loud. Not just like mumbling, not like in my head, like out loud. And um, I figured it'd be a little less weird if I'm pretending I'm talking to somebody else. I guess I'm not pretending if anybody hears this, but who knows? Um, A little bit about me. My pronouns are she, her. I am not straight. I've been through a lot of labels uh, fairly recently. I started my sexuality journey like three years ago, maybe a little less. Actually, it feels like it's been so much longer but in reality it hasn't even been that long but I've I went through like bisexual, pansexual. I've I have kind of I'm thinking queer right now but that word has like so many meanings that it can be kind of hard to distinguish. And I'm not gender queer, which is a very different thing which we may talk about later, because I'm not genderqueer yet. Who knows where that may go, but, you know, right now, I am just not straight. Um, Let's see, I grew up in a teeny, teeny tiny Midwestern um, town that is extremely Catholic, extremely conservative, very Republican, I kind of hate it. And when I say small town, I don't mean, like, 5,000 people, 10,000 people. Like, I've heard people describe that as a small town, and it baffles me. Because my town, according to the sign that hasn't been updated in forever, has 842 people. Um, less than 1,000. Now, this is the town I live in. I went to school in the one little school in that town from 4k all the way through middle school to eighth grade and then I transferred to a different small town school for high school it's actually the school that my dad teaches at but um That will be, it's a very long, complicated story. Um, I have three siblings. I have an older brother who's about four years older than me who graduated early from college with a degree in political science and classics and a couple of other (laughs) things, like as like minors and stuff. He was going to be a lawyer until he found out lawyers are assholes. And, uh, he is now selling fancy shoes while he figures out what he actually wants to do. I have a younger brother. I like to say he's two years younger than me. He really likes to push the one and a half. Um, he wants to be an audio engineer, eventually. Um, and my little sister, Juliana, is like about four, like three or four years younger than me, and she is skipping her sophomore year of high school, so she's going to be junior this year, which is really weird. I have two cats, Peanut Butter and Peter, and a dog named Brandy but spelled with an I instead of a Y, so it doesn't seem like we named her after the alcohol, even though we definitely did, because that's the color she is. I just graduated from high school, and I will be going to college very soon to major in vocal performance and something else. Um, right now, at the moment, I'm leaning towards linguistics, which to a lot of people who know me would be really funny because i cannot hold a conversation to save my life (laughs) um but i'm I, i find that stuff very interesting so i'm very excited but i'm also very nervous as everybody is because it's college it's a new experience you know whatever but it's it's gonna be fun it'll be interesting I'm really hoping I'm going to be able to make some good, lasting friendships there, um, but it's going to be difficult. That's something I've struggled with because a lot of my um, kind of trauma re- revolves around the friends that I had in middle school and even some in high school. And the struggles of, like, trying to fit in in a small town. Because you you don't have a lot of options. (laughs) Let me tell you that. Um, It's not always fun. I used to be a three-sport athlete. I used to play basketball, volleyball, and softball. I played... I've been playing softball the longest. I played from about as soon as I could walk to my junior year of high school and then my senior year I did not I was never okay here's the thing I'm not particularly great at sports I'm not bad but I'm nothing special and I knew I was going to be a senior on JV and I just was not really down for that but yeah my dad is a baseball coach so I'd been playing since I was really little and I still I still like to play every now and then. But it's hard when you're not actually on a team. <laughs> um and then basketball was my like second sport. I started that in like third grade, played all the way to freshman in high school. And volleyball I played from like middle school to freshman in high school. So after freshman year, I dropped volleyball and basketball because volleyball season just did not go well, um, and basketball overlapped way too much with musical season because that was my big thing. I'm a musician, so that was my whole thing, and I don't know, if you've never played basketball before, it's exhausting, okay? It, so we would have like two-hour practices of running back and forth, and then I would have to go to like a four hour um, like hell week rehearsal for my musical and it was just too much. I remember the first night I got in the shower when I got home finally at like 11.30 because I lived like half an hour away from where I went to school and I just cried. I was like I can't do this. So then I eventually dropped that. And picked up what may be the most unexpected thing of all of this. Football cheerleading. And I did that. (laughs) Sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school. Varsity football cheerleading. Yes, ma'am. Now, don't forget about every notion of cheerleaders that you have in your head. Because the cheerleaders at my school were not the popular kids. Our Our cheer team was like it was like a dance team, but our dances were really easy, and we had to be really careful, because we would get bullied by the student section sometimes. I can, I can tell you some stories about that, but it was, it was basically just another way for me to dance, which fits in fairly well, I guess, with theater and being a musician. um, I play the bass clarinet, the guitar, Well, (laughs) saying I play the guitar is stretching it a little bit. I'm I'm trying to learn. I'm teaching myself um, piano. Not like classically trained, but I can accompany myself. That's the kind of piano I can play. Nothing too complicated. Um, I play tenor saxophone. I learned that when I transferred to high school because at my, like, middle school for, like, marching and pep band and stuff, I would just play the bass clarinet, but I would read tenor saxophone music. That is not fun. I don't recommend because it's just weird. Um, but then I learned tenor saxophone in my new school, which sounds like it would be complicated, but it's, it's fairly simple. Um, in theory, That means I can play every saxophone and every clarinet, because all the fingerings are the same. I've tried learning flute, like twice, but it's never really stuck. Um, But I do plan to hopefully eventually, maybe, learn flute. Who knows? Um, My sophomore year of high school, I also became the drum major, of the marching band, which is really fun, I really like doing that, and because my school was still super tiny, even though it was bigger than the one I went to for middle school, it still only had, like, 250 kids in the whole high school, um, so being drum major, like, I didn't do I didn't have a baton I didn't do anything like super fancy I was basically just conducting and I had a whistle and I didn't even get to wear the uniforms because I was a cheerleader so I just wore my cheer uniform but it was really fun and that was something I enjoyed quite a lot I crochet I've dabbled in a little embroidery, I really love reading, I used to read so many books a lot, and now I read fan fiction, which is a little embarrassing, but I'm working on being less embarrassed about it, because it's not really something to be embarrassed about, (laughs) Um, but it feels like it it feels like it but it's not and I'm working on that but um I've started a record collection like a vinyl records I've started that fairly recently I have almost all of the ABBA ones and I'm very excited it's actually not ABBA it's ABBA and I hate that because I've said ABBA my whole life and then I eventually like searched the web for a video of, like, Benny Anderson saying it, and they say ABBA, and it felt like my soul died when I found that out. It was very sad. A very intimate detail that will maybe, hopefully, be updated in my college experience. I've never had, I I have not had even my first kiss yet, like my rice purity score is like 97, like 98, 97, broski, like it's very sad, very sad, lots of queer longing, but there's no queer people here, oh, it's, it's sad, and I have really struggled with like compulsive heterosexuality and it's a trend I've noticed only recently that like every boy I've ever had a crush on is me (laughs) they're me um particularly the one that I actually felt like I had the biggest crush on literally looked like we could be siblings we both have brown curly hair both have bright blue eyes both are not like skinny but also not like wouldn't be like really like chubby or overweight he is actually he has he started lifting and he's massive now but you know like strong body types kind of scary we were both really smart did a lot of the same things And the more I think back, the scarier it gets. (laughs) Because, you know, when you find out you're not straight and you look back, and this is something so many queer people can relate to, it's like the signs were there and you're just an idiot. Except (laughs) maybe I, for me it's so weird because my mother is like major, major nerd but also not because she grew up with like seven siblings like four of like four or five of which were brothers so she grew up as very much a tomboy she was the manager of the football team and could definitely play football if she wanted to but that like she grew up in like she was in high school in like the 80s so that like wasn't really thing she also grew up in a small town not near here but a different small town (laughs) um and my dad was major major jock city boy like it's very stereotypical they are still together I know it's weird don't mention it it's fine I still have plenty of trauma to discuss it's just different trauma um But yeah, so I grew up in this weird in between of having both of those sides because in small towns to be popular, you have to be good at sports. And because my dad was a jock, I did grow up playing sports, but because my mother was a nerd and my dad is also pretty nerdy. He's just like a history nerd, which is very nerdy. Um, I grew up, also doing nerdy things so I was never I was never actually good at sports but I was like but I wasn't I guess nerdy enough to fit in with like the kids in the small town who were not the sports kids so I had to like decide and then because I was on the sports teams (laughs) I made myself kind of fit in with the sports people, which didn't really work when I went to high school because the sports there were on a whole other level because the school was slightly bigger and they were like just better at sports. <laughs> so, it didn't really didn't really work for me anymore and I also had more opportunities of those in-between people who weren't necessarily like super like like the weird kids i guess you would say they were they were in between like me they did music they really liked music they were in all the musicals the musical was a thing that was not a thing at my old school it's really sad um but it was a really nice it was it was nice to find people Who I could be more of myself around. Because when I transferred schools, I actually realized how much of myself I was faking. And was not actually me at all. Which is sad, but I feel like that's something a lot of people go through. And, you know, even in my, like, mental health journey, trying to figure out the various mental illnesses I may have... Part of that has been through like TikTok, you know, and you know, TikTok will tell you you have pretty much anything, <laughs> but you know, just in my research or whatever, it almost sounds like masking where I would like suppress my what I actually liked or certain behaviors that I would do when even now I'll notice myself like I hate eye contact in general but I will force myself to have eye contact in a conversation because that's what people expect which is weird and I don't quite understand it but I don't I don't think I have anything like autism or ADHD or anything but I do have anxiety and it's it's not like professionally diagnosed but I am working on making sure I keep telling myself that and saying it out loud that I have anxiety because I spent so much of my like trying to decide if I did or not telling myself that I was exaggerating being like oh everybody gets nervous and then I'd be and then it would get to the point where I'm just like laying in bed scrolling on my phone being miserable because I can't force myself to do anything because it just felt like anything I like I couldn't I would lay there scrolling but thinking about all of the things that I had to do instead of actually doing any of them, but I I didn't wanna sit there scrolling, but I just couldn't stop. And I, I didn't you know, it so while I may not have like ADHD or anything, there's certain aspects of it that I think my anxiety manifests itself as. And if anybody ever meets me in person and I don't talk a lot <laughs> which may be the case because my anxiety combined with my trauma from my like middle school friendships makes me silent in social situations involving my peers because I'm so terrified that anything I say that is remotely myself they're gonna judge me and hate me for it even though I I that's not true But that's what I've been told pretty much all my life by people who are supposed to be my friends. Um, And so I tend to freeze up and just not say anything, which makes me come off as stuck up or rude or like I think I'm better than everybody, which is not... That's not how I want to come across because I don't think that. And... It's just, I'm just nervous, okay? I'm just scared of you. That's the problem, is I think you're better than me and your opinion is really important to me, even though it really shouldn't be, because I don't know you, but it is. So, I'm just scared of you, okay? (laughs) I promise. And actually... An interview or, like, this question thing that Omar Rudberg from the Young Worlds Netflix series did, he said that, like, the biggest misconception about him is that he comes off as rude, but he's just shy. And when I, I, like, it almost made me cry because I was like, that is the most relatable thing somebody's ever said because it causes so many problems for me because so many people who I've met and have later become... Like, my close friends have told me that they thought I was stuck up when they met me. And I hate that. I hate that about myself, that I can come off that way. And it's something I'm really trying to work on. But it's something I don't really know how to fix either. Which, you know, not a great combination. But, yeah. Speaking of friends, I guess, I do plan to have some guests on here to like tell stories or talk about certain topics. My first guest will probably be my little sister because that's something she really wants to do. Um it'll be interesting because um I only have one mic. Maybe I'll have to somehow convince my little brother to let me use his. I just recently bought myself a condenser mic, and I'm very happy because I, I've been working this summer at an industrial, like, job. I, sometimes I feel like a woman in STEM because one day I walked in to work, and I was the only girl doing my job. Like, there's, like, a couple other girls that do the same job as me but it's like mostly guys and I didn't even realize until that day and then I was like oh my god there's so much testosterone in this vicinity it's like crazy but it makes me money it's made me enough money to pay for my college this year and to buy me some nice stuff So I'm worried that I'm going to like go to school and they're going to like think I'm like rich or something when really I've just been working so hard this summer. And my job, I call it semi-physical labor because it's not like difficult work. But my back is feeling it. I told my mom I was going to need like three chiropractor appointments before I go to school because it's getting a little painful. Um, but I get to listen to music all day, which is fun, and other podcasts, even though I'm not really a big podcast person, which is really funny, because I'm making a podcast. But, <laughs> I get to listen to music all day, which is really nice. Um, recently, I was listening to Candide by Leonard Bernstein, and that thing is nuts, nuts it is nuts like all great composers have to be some level of insane because parts of that are like so beautiful and moving just in like melody wise without even like considering lyrics and other parts of it are just crazy if you want an example I would listen to the song Auto de Fe. Insane. Insane. Okay. Um, but I love Leonard Bernstein because oh, the good parts in there. Oh my god. They're amazing. So incredible. Definitely give that a listen. But that's like the only highlight of my capitalism job it makes me enough money to buy myself a microphone (laughs) um but i worked really hard for it and i've been pretty proud of myself because the school i'm going to is pretty expensive okay it's really expensive because it's a private school it's a private like conservatory um but i worked my butt off for scholarships okay like I got myself like a merit scholarship and then I worked hard to apply for outside ones and then I spent like every day this summer (laughs) working at this job for capitalism you know but at least it's not for Amazon it could be worse it could be much worse but I'm going to, I guess, kind of close up a little bit here. Um, a segment that I kind of want to close everything with, every, each episode with, every time is what my favorite song is right now. And I mentioned listening to Candide, but this song actually isn't going to come from there. It's one of my favorites. Of all time, it's a little obscure, and of course, somebody's gonna find it and be like, "But it's called Flyweight Love by Vienna Tang," and it just makes me so happy. It's like my go-to whenever I am feeling particularly sad or anxious or like I really don't want to do anything the verse is actually in 7-8 and all my musicians will know what that means but it's like a weird time signature so it like catches you a little off guard but I love it so much and just all of the harmonies in there it's it's wonderful it'll really hopefully it will make your day better if you're having a bad day um but that is my favorite song right now um you can check out my music instagram there's not much on there right now it's jasmine cool music i do plan to upload more there eventually at some point because that is kind of what will hopefully be my career eventually and i also have tiktok uh, jazzy cool underscore um that's not really related to anything music but you might find something funny on there that you enjoy but um yeah i hope you found this somewhat entertaining um and even if only four people hear this from now and if they are my family well <laughs> um congratulations (laughs) you found it before it was popular who knows if this is gonna get popular but uh thank you all so much for listening even if it's just the four of you